What's up guys? Welcome back to The Standpoint. You can take it or leave it. So this episode is once again a part of our Old Roots series where we revisit topics from our original podcast, the Sessions podcast. But this time we're going to be focusing more on the self-growth aspect of you know the said topic that we're going to be having um, for this episode. So we are going to be revisiting the topic of um, med. So we have invited uh, a trio of med students um, here on our podcast for this episode. So before we start, guys, can you go ahead and introduce yourselves? Maybe we can go uh, alphabetical order na lang, so it's easier. Okay, so that means it's me. So mm. <laughs> hi, everyone. I'm Janina. Um, people call me Jo, and I study in USC, and currently I'm in third year. All right. Awesome. Welcome. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. I'm Ayusha Lakson. I'm from ASMPH, which is Ateneo's Med School, and I am in second year. Yeah, nice to meet you guys. Welcome, welcome. welcome. Hi, I'm Adi. I'm from DLS UMC, which is the Med School of La Salle, and I'm currently in my fourth year of Med. Awesome. Okay. Welcome, you guys. It's cool yeah, we have, welcome. like, one rep from... Not each school, but like one rep per school. <laughs> yeah, very diverse. So ayon, um, like I mentioned, yeah, this is like um, a revisiting of our original podcast where we had an episode where we talked to med students. But that was more on like, you know, more basic stuff like what they do and, you know, what they expected when they started. So yeah, this time we're going to be going more into like the self-growth aspect of like yung mga experiences niyo throughout being med students, what you guys have learned, diba? So, ayun. So maybe to get the ball rolling, diba? Um, before we get into all the retreat-esque questions, of course, we want to know like why you guys, you know, wanted to pursue med in the first place, you know? So what made you guys decide to um, enter med school? Diba? What made you realize you want to do it? Okay. Uh, okay, Ryan. Go ahead. Go ahead, Janina. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. So I just start. So I went into med school. Oh, actually, ever since I was young, I've always dreamed of becoming a doctor. And then mm. I took um physical therapy as my pre med, just so it's more related into the med course. However, I got super tired taking physical therapy, so I decided maybe just to take a doctorate. And then I became an intern and I realized when I was exposed to the hospital that I actually wanted to be the doctor um, giving the prescriptions and the plan for the patient. So then I sort of um, got inclined to taking med. And also just a side note, I've actually, I actually grew up in a family of doctors. Like my parents, nice. my, sister, my relatives <laughs> are all in the med field, if not um, as a doctor, um, as an optometrist. So just... Everything is about med. Not I don't think I learned anything about business when I grew up. So um, with that, I took up med school. And um, now I'm here. Yeah, that's my story. So I'm like the opposite, actually, of Janina. Like, I didn't know I wanted to be a doctor. 
I actually, well, it was like a dream of mine, but like I had so many dreams growing up. It's like, oh, yeah. I wanted to be a chef. I wanted to get into business or fashion. It's like I was super indecisive in general. So that's why I ended up in management. Not to say like, not to put down management, but I just didn't know where I wanted to end up. So I went to Ateneo for college and then I put management and I actually enjoyed my course like a lot. And I was so fixed on it. But then I joined um, uh, an organization called Kaith. Um, I don't know if you guys, anyone here has heard about Kaith. It's like an org for pediatric patients. So we visit public hospitals and like we get to know the families and the, the kids. And I got really into that in college and like got into um, the behind the scenes work, became an officer, et cetera, et cetera. And then it's like around my third year in college, I took an internship. Sorry, it might be long. Took an internship in a corporate um, company and realized like, it made me rethink like a lot whether I wanted to end up in the corporate world. And then during that same summer that I was taking the internship, one of the kids who I got close to um, passed away. And like, I think that was like really like the, the like what made me, like what shook me and like what made me, made me really want to discern whether I wanted to end up um, in the industry, in the medical industry, like to try to help out. Cause like, as we know, like our situation's kind of bad right now. Like, so I think that was like my turning point. I ended up taking the NMAT um, while I was in my, was it fourth year? Yeah, right before the pandemic, fourth year. And, but I finished with my management course because I wasn't so sure. And then parang, there, I got my NMAT results. I just like left it to fate in a sense also. Like I decided to take the NMAT really like last minute, then got my results. And then I was pleasantly like surprised. I didn't do the, like the best, but like, pwedena. so mm. I ended up applying, but then I, I applied for like the year after the pandemic. Like I took a gap year to take to think again and also to take some science courses to check whether I could do it or not. And then, yeah, so now I'm in my second year in med, yeah, and really happy to be in ASMPH now. Yeah. So for me, actually, I never wanted to be a doctor as a kid. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to be. So when I was in my fourth year of high school, I was choosing between a lot of different courses. And then last minute, I was choosing between, I think it was like media related and medicine. And then I just thought, why not med? Because there's no doctors in my family. So might as well try it out. And so when I applied, the only pre-med that I knew about was bio because that was like the most basic thing. And I didn't even bother doing my research. So I applied to the usual big four schools, um, all bio courses, honestly. And I didn't really have any preference. So uh, in La Salle, they have this program called Human Bio. And I thought it would be different because it would be centered more on, you know, everything related to the human body, no more botany, everything that's unnecessary, I thought would be out of the curriculum. So that's all I knew coming into it. And then I kind of left it up to fate again. And I just said, no, whatever I get into, that will be my pre-med. So I got into the other four bio courses. But surprisingly, in DLSU, I got into the human bio one, not knowing that it was a program. So I only accepted it. And then I found out it was a program after. And then you know, and I realized that it wasn't just about the human body. I still had to do all the extra stuff that wasn't super fun. <laughs> like all of the botany, it was part of the requirements. But it was only two years. And 
when we started, we were only around seven to eight, I think, seven to eight in our batch. Um, and the cutoff was really, it was stressful because we had a certain GPA to maintain. So, yeah, but it was really fun because I think a lot of the batchmates that I had there were also from similar groups of friends. Like, it wasn't a planned thing, but we all ended up in that one course. And then I started my first year in 2019 here. And it was the last year, I guess, before we went into the pandemic. So I kind of got adjusted already, more or less the first year. And then we went into the pandemic. So my second year and third year were all online. And then half of third year, I think, was face-to-face, which was good because we finally had patient interaction, more or less. And then now I'm in my fourth year, which is full-on face-to-face. And it's really, really it's really new it's super new like the amount of stress that I had during the first two years is super different to how it is now which I didn't really expect but more on that later <laughs> yeah diba? that's why we have so much respect yeah, to to you guys diba, who are in the you know, medical field or our med students you know getting to that getting there diba, to that medical field in the future because it's no joke diba? Ito yung tipong, you really have to want it Diba? or else you're just like gonna die diba? you're not gonna survive diba? so yeah massive respect to you guys and even for taking the time to be here you know, to talk about your experiences diba? we really appreciate it and yeah it's really great that you guys have really diverse like um, stories as to why you guys um, entered med school diba? so yeah and hopefully all of the experiences you guys have had so far have been you know pretty pretty meaningful diba? and yeah, uh, we're glad that you guys are here and hopefully we get to learn more about what you guys have been doing. Okay, <clears throat> so the first time that we had med students on our show, like a year ago, one of them was about to start and one of them was in the middle of their first year. Mm-hmm. So all they knew was, you know, during the pandemic style, like online like this. So having been in med school for a time now, how different was the experience going through you know, an online setting and then having now face-to-face classes and how does it, you know, impact and affect your schedules like with, you know, having family time and social lives and all of that? For me, I think mine was always hybrid because I started long last year and last year, um, COVID was starting to calm down already. So we had hybrid. I've been hybrid ever since. But like, it's more FTF now, obviously, like this year because we became more lax and the cases got better. But... I, I, I can't answer for the purely online. It must have been a different struggle. But for the more FTF in general, it's it's both like a blessing and the cur- like. I get really tired because I would F to F. Like I think all of us like if we're not used again to like leaving every day, leaving home and being out. It takes like a different kind of energy. So, but ASM still has the hybrid. It's not like we are completely F to F. There are days we don't have like tomorrow. I don't have to go to school. And I super appreciate the mix. Like, I hope it stays hybrid forever. Like, I I mean, obviously not in clerkship and internship, but like in terms of listening to the lectures, I feel like some of it could be done online. And like, Mm -hmm. and it has been, it's doable talaga. Even with some test taking, I think it's doable. And it does give me more time to spend at home with my family because when I'm face-to-face, I stay in a condo like near my school. So, uh it's been easier in terms of balancing my time with my family and my friends because like my friends are 
in my area also and like I'll study around them while they work because most of them are already in work so I, I appreciate the hybrid schedule and it's given me time to like do my own activities like even like work out I don't know it's different like when you're at home like it's easier to do those stuff like yeah spend time with your loved ones and also with yourself like I like the hybrid um, so for USC, or at least my experience, um, I'm in third year now, and the first two years, well, the first year was all online. We never had the hybrid when the pandemic started, especially the first year. And then when I became second year, it became like we would go to school once every other week. It kind of became just, and just the one time was just about two to three hours. So it's super, super minimal, and they only had that just to teach us some skills for um, certain subjects. So they just tried to cram it all in a few hours. And then now, now that I'm in third year, they, uh, they immediately switched to more face-to-face. -face. So it became every other week, but it's the whole week. So just imagine from uh, two to three hours, once a week to one whole week from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. the whole day. So it's like such a big, like drastic change. So I, like first year, I'm used to just like sometimes lying down and going to class, you know, normal student. Um, just um, sometimes I eat during class. You had so much time. You appreciated like being able to spend time with your family. It's it's true. Like you get to do more things for yourself. And then when I became in second year, I got a bit scared because they changed also the way they gave us exams. So in the first year, they were very lenient about how we were taking our exams. So um, they never like watched us or put, because um, now we have this browser that locks down all the, the, the like you can't open tabs, you can't oh, do wow. anything. Yeah, and then, yeah, so the, now they have that. So they didn't used to have that on our first year. So going into second year, it was a big change. And then they would even ask us to have Zoom proctoring. So they'd watch us while we take our exams and then we're unmuted. So sometimes like in another person's house, it's pretty loud. So it's pretty chaotic. And then you're worried if you make your, if the sound's coming from you and you can't control it, you're worried for the other people. So that's that too. And then... Um, now that we're in third year, everything is like alternating weeks. So yeah, it's so true that it's so much tiring now getting used to this way of studying again. Um, it's imagine from 7 to 6 p.m. and our breaks are only one hour just for lunch. And then so sometimes you even have to study for the next subject during your one hour of break. And then our quizzes now is like online and face-to-face -face at the same time. It's just kind of messy. So I think you went through like a mix of everything. <laughs> so on my first year, everything was obviously normal and nothing was different. So I wasn't really the type to go to all my classes, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest, because <laughs> it depends on your study style. I don't, I don't know, I don't absorb much when I'm sitting in a classroom. I'd rather learn by myself. And then if I don't understand something, that's when I ask or... I don't know, I, I prefer doing things on my own than sitting in a class and then end up sleeping and I don't really absorb anything. So in first year, I think I only went to campus to take my exams, which was once a week. And then the rest of the time, I'd be studying with friends around Anabang area, basically just like having like control over my own schedule. Then I just have other people sign for me, <laughs> like things like that. Nice. Um, but it really worked out. It really worked out because... Like, I was getting the grades that 
I wanted. And at the same time, I didn't feel so heavy with everything. And also when I started, because all my batchmates that time were already maybe like four to five years ahead. I mean, like in terms of age, but we were all in first year. So um, that was an adjustment also because I obviously didn't know a lot of people. So I was sticking to my usual group of people that I was with in LaSalle, or usually those that come from LaSalle stick together. <laughs> That's always what happens usually. And then when the whole COVID situation happened, we went online. But at that time, kasi, um, the rules were super unclear. So we ended up not having to take final exams in first year, which was really a blessing <laughs> because there was so much information. And like obviously when it's your first time in med, everything is like new to you. So as long as you got, I think, 75 and above as a pre-final, you didn't have to take the finals. So that was really helpful for us. So it felt like a really, really long break. And then we started second year, I think, after a month. Yeah, I'd say after a month. And then second year was purely online. And honestly, for me, it was it was one of the hardest years in terms of the content. Because everything was so... I don't know how to term it, but it's very detailed because you really have to memorize everything. So that was one of the hardest years. It was a very like in-your-face type of hard. Because when we went to third year, it was still online, but third year was more low-key for me. It was low-key, but it was also hard. Like I only realized it at the end that my grades in second year were actually higher than third year. So, you know, and I think it's because in third year, you're supposed to have a mixture of your clinicals and your theoreticals, but that time, kasi, we only started doing ward work towards the end, which was the last two months of the, our school year that time. Um, so we only had, I think, like a nine-day break also in between second year and third year. So it was very mentally draining. Talaga. And third year focuses super hard on management, which is which you'll only know if you have a good grasp of your second year and first year. So it's hard because... But you feel like you're just tuloy tuloy. Like you don't have any breaks in between. So it's so hard to absorb all the information. You really have to make an effort. So even if I was online, I would be studying till 4 a.m. by myself. Like just so that I reach my deadlines. Like the internal deadlines I set for myself. And as mentioned a while ago, we take our exams online. Very, very strict. So we'd have, um, let's say this is like the laptop view. We'd have an angle here one here <laughs> and then one in front and then we do a 360 view and then if they hear a noise everyone stops the exam and then we have to like do a 360 view again super duper duper strict and then we're not allowed to log out of the portal until every single person is finished to avoid like messaging answers you know those type of things and then um clerkship started for me last july but during our one month break in between third year and fourth year we had a bridging program, which was to help us because now we lacked skills from the past three years. So that was the most useful for us. It's just that it ate up our vacation time. So again, there was no break. So it felt like second year to fourth year was just straight. <laughs> so at this point, it's like, it's not just your mental endurance, like in terms of how long you can study, those types of things. It's a lot um, about taking care of your mental health. But it's great that you guys are kind of able to find, you know, a groove that works for you and like realize what, you know, work ethic works best with you guys and having to adapt from like 
you know, online to face-to-face. And then we don't know what's going to happen in the future, right? You might need to go back and forth. So it's great that you guys already realized what works best for all of you. Um, okay, so <laughs> the next two questions are going to be the much deeper ones now. But before that, we just want to add like a quick fun one because I don't know if all med students are required to do this, but I, we see so many stories of like our friends practicing blood collection like on each other. I don't know if you guys had to go through that too, like taking a blood sample from someone else. But what was that like? I think, I don't know, if that were me, I'd be so tense. Like I would get so thrown oh, yeah, whenever, I have, sure. whenever I have blood tests. Like, because it's so hard to find my veins. So I always get so conscious when like the nurse comes up to me and they take like five minutes pulling the needle in and out. I'm just like super in pain now, but I can't like show any emotion, you know? So what's the experience like on the other end? For me, I haven't yet because I'm still in second year. I feel like we're still going to do that either third or fourth. So I still haven't. I've yet to try that. And I'm scared. Something to look to forward to. <laughs> yes. I'm, no, I'm more scared to do it with someone and do it wrong and hurt them. That's mm. it. I was really afraid of needles before. As in, I was that kid that would cry in the lab. And super. everyone would be like, that girl crying. <laughs> that would be me. Damn, super same. <laughs> so like... It was a surprise to everyone that I suddenly wanted to go into med because everything I hated before is now, you know, what I'm surrounded yeah. by all the time. Because <laughs> um, we had, in the bridging program that we did, we had mannequins, but we also got to do it on each other. Yeah. Which was fun. And I realized, that's when I realized I wasn't afraid of blood. Because before that, when I had no experience, in my head, I was like, maybe I'll faint the first time I see it and I'll get over it. I'll be fine. But then... When you're at the other end, guess like, I don't know, maybe it's your pride. Like, you don't want to look like you suck at what you're doing. So you kind of just toughen it up. And then just, you know, play the part na parang you have to calm down your patient. And then you kind of just act like you really know what you're doing. <laughs> and we did it on each other before at the start. And for some reason, parang you, you're not nervous when you're the one doing it. I feel more nervous for the one getting the yeah, one with the I'd, I'd be more scared. Mm. Like you're literally thrusting your life to the person who's yeah. sticking it in. Because if they don't do the proper one, wala na. And it hurts kasi talaga if you don't know yeah. the proper thing. So, yeah. And that's why you do it on each other so you don't end up hurting your patients. Kayo-kayo na lang, you know. It's fine if they hurt each other, you know. As long as it's not the patient. <laughs> As for me, it's the same as Aisha. I haven't done it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm in third year, but I managed to skip it over the second year. I think it was supposed to be second year for us, um, for microbiology, I think, or clinical subject. But we, since it was online, I just had to watch a video. But like thinking about it, I'm so scared. Like right now, if you ask me to do it, I think I'd be so scared. But um, because Adi said it's not scary if you're the one doing it, I think I have confidence now. <laughs> really yeah. not, because when you're the one doing it, you feel like you have the control. Yeah. Mm. And like, just think of the blood as not something scary. Like, it's just colored fluid. When you think of it that way, everything becomes normal. Oh, and there's another thing. I mean, aside from the blood, but another thing that's scary is dealing with like mortalities. Because, mm-hmm. like, personally, I'm super freaked out. Like, whenever they take a funeral, I can't look at the body. I'm that type of person. I get really, really, really scared. And, but then, like, 
now that it's face-to-face, whenever that happens in the hospital, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but we're super dead. Ma. Like, there's empathy, of course. But then, parang when it's done, you kind of just reset and deal with the next person. So that's something I didn't expect also because um, I'm pretty sensitive. I mean, <laughs> you know, as girls, you find you really think about things deeply. But I really got surprised that when you're there na pala, you don't really, you don't take it too hard as heavily because you won't be able to think as a doctor if you're super carried by all of these, you know, emotional yeah. things going on around you. I mean, there's it's one thing when you see a kid crying when they're extracting blood, but it's different when you're seeing relatives like super huggable on the floor. But then, parang you have to put up the like, like a wall, mm-hmm. or else, parang even your consultants, everyone will be like, you're not supposed to act that way because you're supposed to think more objectively. Because right now, everyone else is full of emotion, so you learn how to be super professional, pala. And that's only something you learn once you're experiencing it, because. They don't teach you that naman in med, eh. like in the first three years. Parang we were never taught that until we were there na talaga. Yeah. Just a little fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very yeah, that useful. certainly made it less scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for sure naman for those who are like maybe starting out pa lang, diba? I think that would be a good advice diba, for them eventually in the future. Because talaga you have to be professional na, diba? you know, Yeah, it's it's literally a like what you guys like go through. Like for you guys students pa lang, diba? what more when you actually enter the profession none. Diba? So yeah, man, been pretty wild so far this episode. We are learning a lot, you know. That's something that we always get out from every single episode that we do, even though the topics we cover is very diverse. Diba? So yeah. All right. So like what Don mentioned, this is where it gets very retreaty, diba? Yung mga reflective questions diba? so ayun, um being med students diba, how do you guys feel about the importance of the medical field diba? especially nowadays you know with you know the pandemic that happened recently and all that um and, and how does it feel also to be a part of like you know the future of this field diba, in our country okay so i think if you were to relate to covid itself like who would have thought you know that we get stru- struck by a pandemic that we couldn't solve, that no mm-hmm. one had any, an idea of. That um, the, I think I remember, if I'm not mistaken, that it was an ophthalmologist, I think, who spoke about the virus. And um, I think he was he's a Chinese ophthalmologist who spoke about it. It's not even his field. The, like, I, I remember thinking that before. Like, it's not his field. He wasn't, um, the book COVID was about like pulmonary symptoms, like everything about that was the one that was magnified then. But I remember he was an ophthalmologist who spoke about it. So he knew about the eyes, but he spoke about some other part, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought, um, we have such a big role, even if, um, just as students, I see that um, what we learned today, everything, even if it's not our interest, like, I'm like personally, I'm not interested in maybe pedia or pulmo, but I have to learn it. And even if it's hard for me because it's not my interest, I know that someday um, this will be the one I will use to help other people. So like we don't really choose what we study, but because we want to help people, it's that that makes us be interested in things we never thought we would like, right? 
So then I thought, yeah. I think like our role as doctors in the society um, goes beyond who we are and what we like or what our interests are. So I think like um, to know our purpose, which is like, because we want to be of service to other people because um, we saw that kid who passed away and we want to, be, to help that kid in the future or another kid like that in the future. I think that's our role um, in, the in this field. And as students right now, I see the importance that um, um, the importance of taking every single subject into heart, even if it, to be honest, it's hard. It's funny to say, and I don't even think, I think if I go back to school tomorrow, I'd laugh at what I'm saying right now. Because <laughs> when you're like super tired, you don't really think about these things. But then in retrospect, because of your question, I realize now that I should take everything seriously because who knows what pandemic can come to us or what, what could happen in the future. And, and we're the few, as, as students, we're the ones who have, who has to learn everything and be the solution in the future, you know? So that would be it for me. Yeah. I think I can go next. I'm going to end up blabbling, uh, babbling lang. Sick. I don't have like a fixed answer. Let's just say what I'm going to, Let's see what I'm gonna yeah, say. No problem. No problem. <laughs> Go ahead. But like, um, I think it's really both important to have like your. I might say, but like, really important to have your why set in place. But also like, like, um, Janina was saying, when you're tired, like every day, because it's always burnout in med, like all the time, most of the time, it's hard to hold on to that why. Like, let's say my why is to, to serve for the, for the public hospitals or public health, to get into public health, which is the initial reason I wanted to enter. Um, my why isn't always with me, like on a day-to-day -day basis. Like that's the truth because you get tired and you're not thinking of it. You're just thinking of your test later. Um, so I guess what's been helping me right now, because I thank God um, ASMPH has like a mentoring program. So like I have my own mentor in school and they help us like... Um, they guide us through med if we have any problems, if you want to talk about anything. That's what I really appreciate with ASMPH. So I talked to her a lot. And there was like this time in first year, I was getting so pressured, like with my own why. Like I was pressuring myself for no reason and going like, why am I not thinking of my why on a day-to-day -day basis? Why am I always moody? Like, why am I always tired? Like, I just want to help. And like, that's not even what I'm thinking about now. Like, why am I in the classroom? Why am I, why is my iPad my best friend? Like I wasn't seeing the effects of, of, studying like I'm not going to be helping anyone like in the next three years because I'm in the classroom that's why that's the hard thing with med like it's like a long term it's a commitment and uh you know, the benefits will reap like years later it's really like what do you call it delayed gratification in the sense gratification mm -hmm. in the sense of like doing something that's helpful like at least for me like that's that was my struggle that I felt like I was not doing anything helpful and it's like my second year now but you just have to hold on to the fact that later on in the future you're going to end up helping someone like be it in public health or even in private health like that's the role of a doctor and a man to be of service and to help out right like no matter what specialty you choose and I guess for me like it's just reminding yourself like not every day it doesn't even need to be every day but just at the end of the day like when you've feel like you're you're hitting like a bump or like a crossroads you just have to go back to that because at this point I think what would help more is like discipline like that's what mm. that's been helping me at least like to be to just force myself to be disciplined and to hold on to my values on a day-to-day -day basis like whatever that may be just do things that you value also 
while in med, like note the existential crisis, but also like um, hold on. Cause like, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to be doing something good, no matter what it is in the field. And like, I also appreciate ASMPH cause this is like not super med related, but like, cause I don't know if you guys know, but ASM also has an MBA program. So a lot of our um, students end up like in the government or like public health, or like they end up as um, VPs of hospitals and stuff like that. So what, wherever you may en you end up in the med field, like it's, it's like that hope, like that, you know, you're gonna be doing something that would be helpful to anyone like in the future. And like, we know that the Philippines is super lacking, even with like primary yeah. care. Like, I know like we're super cool, even with general, general care. So the fact that we're even just learning these basic things and it's already helpful that we're going through all of this. Like it doesn't even need to be specialized. Like, I think that's also what I'm learning now that everything we're going through is gonna be important at one point. Like Janina was saying, Sorry, I just babbled. Like, I don't know what I oh, said. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no worries. We encourage yeah. those kinds of sharings. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, this is like another perspective, I guess. Because, um, like, I had the same reason. It was one of it going into med, especially when I was still like my pre med days. Pa. I was like, oh, I don't want to go to med because I want to help. I mean, that's like the standard answer, especially when you're in interviews. They always ask that question. Um, and then I kind of revisited that question again recently. Like I was talking to a couple of my batchmates. And because I, I really have to choose who you talk to when it comes to stuff like this, because sometimes you'll have conflicting opinions, right? And I, you respect that. I wanted to see if there was someone that also kind of resonated with me. Um, because at some point it really gets tiring and like imagine every day your stress levels are always through the roof yeah. and you're doing now it feels like it's forever but we're still in med school so <laughs> what more when you're actually you know training Natalika and I realized that it's not just because you want to help it's all you have to have something for yourself and for me, it's because I suck at everything else. Like, this is the only thing I can do. <laughs> I suck at business. Like, nothing. It just doesn't make sense in my head. Even economics, everything like that, it, has, it doesn't make any sense to me. Except medicine. Medicine makes sense. Like, how things work. Why you do a certain thing. And so, for me, it sounds a bit selfish. But it's because I know that this is the one field that I know I can excel in. Like, I can go into interior design because it's also my interest, but then there would always be someone that will outsmart me or will be one step ahead of me. Like, I feel like I'll always be kulang. Like, I'll never reach my full potential in those other areas. But then in medicine, and there's so, there's so many fields and there's so many different things that you can do. And then parang, there's a sense of achievement that like, you're able to do this faster than other people. Parang, it just shows na you kind of have that inkling I mean, it's it's also for your own motivation to say, like, when especially someone praises you, like one of your consultants says, oh, you tied that suture really well. Um, that that means a lot. <laughs> it kind of keeps you going. Talaga. So you really have to have something for yourself to keep you going. And then, especially now, na parang, we go on duty with the residents and sometimes our duty schedule is even more toxic than the interns. Because the interns is, um, in ours at least, it's 
managed by the hospital because we're only until fourth, fourth year med. But fourth year med is managed by the College of Medicine. So our schedules aren't, sometimes they're not super friendly for, well, that's what I think at least. Because the, in the previous years, they'd have what we call pre-duty, which is only until five. So it's like office hours, right? And then your duty is like a 24-hour shift. And then post-duty is like the morning after your 24-hour shift. But for us, because of the pandemic and a bunch of different things changed, we don't have the pre-duty anymore. So we're constantly at a 12-hour shift. So let's say today I'm from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Tomorrow I'll be from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And per department, that changes. So there's some departments that will be like, even after your shift, you have to scrub into the surgery. So that's an extra how many hours. So like yesterday, actually today, at one point, I had a 30-hour shift. So we just finished, I think at 12 a while ago. But yeah, it was really tuloy-tuloy. As in, we didn't have any sleep at all. And we were doing so many different things. While the interns yesterday, they were able to go home at 5 p.m. So, you know, the schedule really sucks sometimes. So it's so hard to kind of think think big and out of the box and like try to hold on to your why when you're so tired and all you want to do is sleep, you want to eat. You don't know what to do first if you're supposed to shower when you get home or sleep or eat or what. So parang for me, it's like I hold on to the little achievements throughout the day. Like let's say you encounter the patient and then you were able to interpret their ECG properly like with the help of the higher ups of course because <laughs> we're not that good yet <laughs> there are a lot of things that we still lack but when there's guidance kasi, and then they let you do things but there's that sense of achievement and then sometimes they let you write on the patient's charts which are official records kasi. and usually clerks aren't allowed to write on that only interns and then it has to be co-signed with the resident but because they want you to feel like you're really playing a role so they also let you input things there. And then it's your name that's in the official the official file. So when that's referred to by the patients or it's a, since it's considered a legal document, like it really shows that you're part of the patient care. So you really have to have something that will keep you going apart from your, your bigger purpose, like the little things, or else everything feels so draining. It's really tempting to just, Take a loa. <laughs> Honestly, there's so many people that have been thinking about that because it's so tiring talaga. But at the same time, if you kind of shift your perspective and you're not super negative about how everything sucks, then it becomes exciting. Everything becomes more exciting talaga. Like you feel like you're actually becoming something and you're not just parang, you're not at the bottom of the food chain all the time. <laughs> Grave, no? Like, I mean, yeah, it's it's easier said than done then, but to, to say, uh, oh, you have to always remember your why, diba? I mean, I mean, having a why in the first place, diba, that's important, but, you know, holding on to it, despite all of the hardships, diba, that you guys go through, you know, it's no joke now, diba, like I mentioned, um, kanina, diba, uh, you really have to want this in order to, you know, survive. Basically, because if you don't really want this, diba, wala, you're just pagod ka na nga, kasi di mo pag gusto yung ginagawa mo, diba? So, you're gonna go nowhere. 
So yeah, I mean, it's a really good mindset to have na, to hang on, not only from time to time, you know, remembering uh, why you do this, but to also, you know, pat yourself in the back from time to time then, you know, sure. count the small victories, diba? and, you know, taking breaks, because it's very important, diba? So, ayun, I mean, how are you going to help, you know, other people in the future when you yourself, diba, you can't, you know, function anymore, diba? I mean, you, you guys know um, what you signed up for, diba? you signed up for this, diba? you know it's going to be hard. Diba? For the people listening out there, mga, mga to start pa lang or thinking of entering med, every rumor that you've heard about med school being stressful, hard, it's true. Diba? And I think these guys you know, um, can attest to that nga, diba? with all their experiences. But worth it naman in the end. Diba? What they say, like what they say, nothing good comes easy. Diba? So, you know, just keep powering through naman as long as you have the desire na to, you know, help people, diba? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna actually say some of that, what, what you just said. But yeah, this is why I love doing shows like this. Because if someone were to listen to this podcast and then hear you guys say, oh, med school is easy, that's so unrealistic, right? It, you're never gonna get that answer out of somebody unless they're like child genius or maybe not even. But it makes it more relatable for people to hear that there are these struggles that you guys go through and that it's normal to go through all yeah, these You go things, through right? the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you have all these reasons why, you know, it'll be a super hard process and reasons maybe some people want to quit because of them. But you guys choose to stay. That's where, you know, that's where the growth is. That's where it's seen. You guys committed to this and you're sticking by it talaga. And, you know, this this generation of med students, you guys are the future for med. Like, whenever I would think about it before na talking to my friends, they're gonna be doctors in the future. Now, holy shit, they're gonna be the doctors of me, of my kids. Like, you guys literally hold life and death in your hands for the next generation. And we really do have, like, such a massive respect for what you guys are putting yourselves through. Because it's not just for you, but you're gonna benefit, you know, not just the country, but the entire world with what you guys are learning right now. And it is gonna be worth it. Like what Juan said, nothing good comes easy, but it's gonna all pay off the in the end. You're gonna feel it in the future when you know when you finish an operation and you're just like, holy shit, I did this. Like I saved this person. This was me. And that's all because of all the commitment that you guys have stuck through and are going to stick through for you know the coming years as well. So I think just you know, as a final culminating question to kind of wrap up everything that you've said. What are the biggest things that you guys have realized about yourselves having seen your growth potential throughout, you know, everything you guys have been through so far and everything you guys are looking forward to learning in the future? Like, what are the biggest things that you've learned about yourselves as people? Let's put aside the, you know, the med student aspect of it for a minute because, you know, people are more than just one thing, right? I don't want to sound yeah, but, but like, no, I feel it's like okay. it's going to sound like... like Okay, one of it is like I I realized I'm more disciplined than, than I thought. Like, because in, in college, naman, I didn't study like Banat. Like, I never studied the way I do right now. So, I guess even in the process of getting into med, it is actually also one of my reasons I got into med, like my discipline to, like, let's say, study for the NMAT after class, even though I was doing my thesis and management stuff. Like, I found myself being way more disciplined than I ever was. 
and more responsible and like making sh- I got better with time management so and then getting into med was a different kind of hell also and like the fact that I'm still here I'm surprised because I, I never really was that kind of type A super not type A kind of person um, never was into the sciences that's why I find myself weirded out that I'm still here and that I'm surviving which is like the only thing you need to do in med survive like I'm not even fl- like passing I don't know, I'm passing but like like yes I'm not doing well but I'm still here so I'm shocked with myself that I'm more disciplined than I thought and then second is I guess I learned to humble myself a little bit like um which is like a good thing because like in med like you're going to fail a lot like I don't know if that's just me I don't know if you guys are geniuses some people are really good it's like their forte but I was humbled a lot in med I literally didn't know anything coming in especially coming from management and I realized like I have so much to learn and that I'm not I'm going to fail a lot like with tests or whatever um even with like some people um patient encounters like I'm not gonna be the best so like which I was not super used to because parang in college it's like I would do well in the subjects because it's different so it was like management courses and I never really want the struggle with school so I guess I was humbled in med like so it was a good thing for me also to realize like you know I don't know anything and I should be able to absorb and like just listen and be open to learning and growing like even if I'm starting from zero um which I guess is important because I know I'm going to feel like nothing again let's say in clerkship like I'm scared to for like the horror stories I'm hearing I'm sure Adi knows some of them now but like yeah like you have to be kind of humbled and read and it's important that's what I'm learning and then there it's like I realized I'm more simple than I thought also like I don't know if it's just me but as a med student little things really make me happy throughout my day like I think that's how I stay sane like let's say like a really good coffee that I bought and then I'm just like so happy and that makes my day like that's what makes makes my med day happy and bearable or let's say I get to talk to my family for 20 minutes straight and it's a good talk so I realized I super crave for those super simple stuff that help me get through the day and that's what really actually makes me happy so I've learned to like know what to prioritize and put my time and efforts into like whether it be like taking an extra extra one hour to sleep like I and then I also realized I'm introverted that's just random but like I realized I need to recharge by myself now before I used well I don't know if that's also the mix of pandemic but like I like being by myself more often than not like being at home like that's how mm. I like to spend yeah, my you can blame the pandemic for that, that, that yeah I can actually blame the pandemic I don't yeah, know you can that that made we became <laughs> social as fuck like yeah like super, <laughs> I really don't like I, I don't know that's me like a lot of my batchmates or even my roommates who I like they like to go out that's how they like relax or like take a break for me it's yeah. like I want to stay home and see my sleep, family sleep is important yeah sleep <laughs> my family or tell my friends to come over like two or three or like watch my k-pop I don't know if you can see my K-pop frames here, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I Detail. Introverted. And yeah, that's how I recharge. Yeah, random. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I think I super agree with everything you said. So it's kind of hard to follow up on that. Because I think, I think 
maybe a lot of med students would have to agree that those would be the things they would realize about themselves. I think I super agree with humbling yourself. Um, you realize in med that who you thought you're, you who you thought you were is not who you really are. As mm-hmm. in every day, you prepare for something and sometimes you just get stepped on. You're like you study all night for a test and the next day you take it, you fail. And you're like, okay, what do I do now? Like I did my best. There, so many times I experienced that and it's super heartbreaking. But then you realize, okay, I have to put like get myself back up on my own because no one's going to tell me that I didn't do enough because I know what I did. And I just have to get over it and I just have to move on and move to the next thing. And to be honest, until now, it's still hard for me to accept that. It's, it's not as easy to say than to do it when it's in your face. And I think that's like, that super hit me when she said that. I'm like, oh yeah, I feel that every day. Like whether it be like a quiz or a reporting or just like a group discussion with your prof and like you, like they ask you a question and you answer and then she, the teacher goes like, no, that's wrong. And then you're just like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was right. It just happens all the time and it's okay. Then you realize that every day there's so much to learn, that this actually would never end. Even if you graduate, even if you become the best doctor, you know, there's still going to be so much things you can learn. And then I think another would be like, one thing I realized about myself, actually, I realized this every year, is that (laughs) like every year is super hard. You know, like first year, I thought it was like super duper hard. And then there was second year. Then Adi said it's like super specific and it's so true. And you have pharma subjects and it's so hard. And then you're like, you you get through second year and you get to third year. Now it's like, again, it's so hard. So then you realize, kaya pala last year, kaya pala last year. And then maybe when I become a clerk, I'll say, kaya pala this year, you know. Every year you, you realize that you can do it. It's just It just seems impossible while you're at it. But then when you look back at what you've done and how far you've gone, you realize that you can do anything, you know? Um, I think that goes for everybody and anything that they're going through, like anything yeah. possible, you know? And yeah, just to go um, related to what um, Aisha said, um, for me, naman, I realized I'm an extrovert. Pala. I used to like staying at home after classes. I used to like stay away from all the going out because I get so tired being in school all day. Now, since everything is like, you're studying almost every day, all the hours, just looking at an iPad, I realized I actually like to spend my free time with other people just to, um, you know, get a good break from just being alone and just looking at one thing most of the day. So yeah, that would be it for me. Okay. So for me, naman, um, okay, let's not do the med stuff for stated aloud. But for me, it's the social because a lot of people will tell you when you get in especially when i was a first year they were all telling me you won't have a social life you won't see people out of your batch basically you're only going to be with the people you're with every single day you don't have time to do this you don't have time to do that you're going to miss out on all the important events and that's really discouraging as someone who thrives off the and if, I guess it works if you're, you know, if that's your vibe, you know, you like being in the books all day and you thrive off that life, then good for you. But for me, talaga, I, I couldn't live like that. And I went into a field that was supposed to be like that. So I said, I don't have to follow what they said. You know, I can, I'm still in charge of making my own rules in a way. 
I have to be able to balance everything. So for me, what I did was no matter what, I made it a point that at least once a week, at least once a week, I get to go out. Um, and on that day, I don't do anything med-related. As in, you won't even know I'm a med student if you see me on that day. Because it really, really helps. It refreshes Parang You feel like you have a reset at the end of every week. And on a good week, you can even do that like two times or three times. And then it kind of offsets the days where you're studying to like 5 a.m., studying for like 24 hours almost. So parang you have something to look forward to, which is really, really nice. And then as much as possible, I try not to miss out on family events, which has been hard now, obviously, because my schedule, we don't have breaks, diba? Uh, and we're not hybrid either. We're very full on face-to-face talaga. Now, if you get COVID, bahala ka na lang to make up at the end of the year. Like they're not they're not really um lenient anymore because everyone's face to face. So we kind of that's one thing that we had to deal with. And of course, I didn't let that stop me naman from not having my personal me time outside the hospital still. So what I would do is after a PM duty, which is like a 12-hour duty, and then we have post-duty, which is six hours. So that's like that's 17 hours in the hospital. The next time we come in would be the morning of the next day. So you have roughly less than 24 hours to do whatever you want outside the hospital. And I'd make sure I'd go back to Manila. So this is the Dasma Cavite, the DLSUMC that I'm in. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like in the outskirts area. Like it's close to the city. So it's easy for me to go to Manila to see friends in Makati area. As in, I really make sure that even if I'm coming from a really toxic duty, I'm... I'm still out. And obviously that sacrifices your sleep a bit. But sometimes three hours is enough to really like keep you going ready the whole day. And it's really worth it naman eh. Like even if you look tired, you know, there's always concealer for that. You don't have to, to look a girl of time, diba? And then aside from that, um, there was never a week that I didn't go home. No matter how toxic it was. Or there was never a week that I didn't go out. And that's one thing that even my parents were like, I don't know how you managed to do that. Because since first year, I never missed a week. And that's still something that I'm trying to tell like my other friends now that are in med. Like, don't let them discourage you na parang just because you're a med student, you don't have a life. Because you can totally have a life. It's just how you balance everything. And then the second one is that everything can be learned. Talaga. Um because there, there are things that are very straightforward, right? Like the things that you study in the first two years, like everything that have references, the books, the technical stuff. But the one thing that they don't teach you because once you're already on duty is like how to interact with your seniors, the residents, every time that's above you and also the patients. So there, you will really make a lot of mistakes. And there will be times that parang, you're not really intending to do anything wrong. But then they make you feel bad about doing something. And then it's like also a misunderstanding. Because sometimes the tendency is they will blame the person in charge. And sometimes it's not like your fault. Because you're also still adapting. So parang you learn, you really humble yourself. And then you learn how to just say sorry for everything. And then you kind of use that experience to figure out what you should be doing and what you should not. Because I feel like everyone went through that. Naman. There are times that na, 
you'll take the fall for something you don't even do. And then there will be times that people will get mad at you, even if you were just intending to do something nice for them. That's our, I mean, that's a common thing, Talaga, because you have to get along with so many different people. And another thing is also speaking in Tagalog. That's something that I really had to learn here because I was super English era, Talaga, and very, very, <laughs> the usual, <laughs> basically. So it was really hard for me to speak fluently and to use layman's terms and explain something so complex to a patient that doesn't understand a single English word. So even that is something that I was able to learn. And I was really freaked out about that. Like in third year, I sounded super baroque. And then I felt like everyone was judging me that I couldn't talk to my patients properly. And they're like, why are you Filipino? Why can't you speak in Tagalog? And so it was really... Um, made me feel bad, honestly, because parang it's such a basic thing and I couldn't even do it. And it was one of my worries coming into this. But then when you get there, parang because of all the pressure, you kind of just figure everything out. So all your worries that you had at the start, you'll just end up figuring it out along the way. So there's no point worrying about them then. Because you can always learn it. So far, that's all I've... <laughs> those are the lessons that I've kind of held on to in the past three months, but that can change. <laughs> that can change. Yeah, yeah I love it that. can definitely change, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Don. Oh, sorry. I love that there's a lot of, like, acceptance. Like, you guys literally just, you know, you accept the position that you're in right now. Literally everything that's thrown at you guys. You know, all of these struggles, all of these hardships. You just take it and you find, like, ways to make do with what you have and the time that you have and that shows so much maturity, honestly. Like, that's not gonna go unnoticed in the future. Like, I you can say that with all assurance right now. Like, all of your future patients, they're gonna see how dedicated you are to what you guys are doing, and they're gonna appreciate it so much. Like, their trust level for you guys as as their doctors is gonna be like through the roof because they're gonna know that you guys really like dedicated everything to this. And you know, it it yeah, there are days where you guys are going to feel like you could be doing better. But just take every day as it is, you know. You guys are where you're meant to be. Like, you guys wouldn't be here if it wasn't Kaya for you to be here. So, there's always that, right? Okay, go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what you said, about <laughs> And also the your willingness to learn. Uh, like that you guys mentioned that you being like sponges talaga. You're accepting the fact that you're not perfect like you're, you're not always gonna be like on top, diba? So whenever you're down, nga, you know those are very important nga, to eventually get better, diba? And taking breaks, I love that you guys um, prioritize that, diba? Again, because if you're not functioning well, diba? Yeah. I mean, how are you gonna be able to do y- y- your studies, diba? So yeah, um, yeah, just kudos to you guys. Like hats off, talaga. I mean, we're sitting here. I mean, me and Tommy were like just regular old students, you know, back in college. And for us to complain about everything we've <laughs> been through when it doesn't even begin to scratch the surface of what you guys are doing. Right? So, ayun. Yeah. And thank you for taking the time again to be here. I'm sure pagod kayo from, you know, um, school, right? So, we really appreciate yeah, we, it. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, and we hope that this was sort of like a a nice therapy. A detox. Right? 
Ayun, <laughs> there uh, we'll use that word. Yeah. You can unload of all of break. it here. Uh, part yeah, of your break. Exactly. Diba? It's nice to talk about the things that you do from time to time because you realize that you don't really get to do that much, diba? In talking about the things that you do, things that you love, diba? So, yeah, and we're very happy to have listened to your stories. And hopefully the people who are listening also to the podcast learned a lot, for sure. You guys gave really good advice, talaga. So, yeah, keep it up, guys. <laughs> Okay, thanks so, for having us. Oh, sorry. Of no. course. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. You guys were saying thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also happy to be able to talk about it and like meet people, other med students, because which I haven't mm. been able to. Nice to meet you guys. I hope to see you in the hospital. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. In good health. In good health. Not <laughs> yeah, on duty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On duty naman. I hope to see them in duty. <laughs> Okay, before we end, one, are we gonna ask them if they want to plug their socials? Because we usually do this with like content creators, but yeah, we'll just you know go for the cloud. If you guys want to <laughs> plug any of your socials, go ahead. Everyone listening, follow them and whatever they're about to plug. If you guys don't want, it's fine. Everyone, content yeah. ba kayo sa mga socials niyo? or strictly like social? I can say like you could you can message me on. Instagram or Facebook if you are in med and or like thinking about going to med and you just want to talk or have want advice. That's Aisha cool. Lacton. That's it. You search me on Facebook or Instagram. You'll find me. Somehow. <laughs> Got it. Hmm. The same goes for me too. Um, just message me, especially if you're interested in going to USC med. Um, I think for us, the, the main factor is we're, from, we're all from different schools. So if you're leaning towards a specific school, I feel like you can message any one of us. You can message me, Janina, at Janina Call. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be very happy to help you um, get into med or just plan your life or just rant. Anything is fine. <laughs> yeah, so you can find me at Addie Samson and IG. Um, I like posting a lot about what I do there because it's really fun and I feel like if you're in the field you'll find it interesting also and a lot of it's just normal life stuff so don't expect much mm-hmm. but yeah I'm open to answering any questions you might have because I'm also a very madaldag person so we'll get along <laughs> awesome yeah we'll follow and support you guys also so yeah how great that these two have volunteered to be artists to all of the Incoming med. Watch, you're just gonna get like a flood of messages, all of you. <laughs> They're gonna be like, oh, I saw you on the podcast. I need to ask you stuff about like where this building is or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, for sure, we'll be plugging all of that in the description of the Spotify recording and of the promotional video that we're gonna put out also. Um, again, really appreciate the three of you being here. It was really nice to meet all of you and to hear all of your stories. Honestly, me and Mon are just like in awe right now of how much energy you guys still have after going yeah. through all of that stuff. Like, I would have been lying down between my pillows already. But we really appreciate you guys taking time to be here despite all of your very, very busy schedules. And, you know, to anyone listening, we hope that you all learned something and that, yeah, you just thank you for um, supporting all of our content, whoever's watching, whoever subscribed, please do subscribe. Really appreciate it. And, This has been another episode of The Screw-Up Standpoint. Again, you can take it or leave it. And we will see you guys in the next episode.